0: The court system is a lot. Let's take a journey into the courthouse to demystify the terms and timeline together. The court system affects us all, even if you've never personally committed an offense. Don't forget your permission slip, because if you don't have one, the bailiff will personally kick you out if they see you messing with any kind of electronics in court. Since we're on the topic, dress neat, leave your weapons in the car, and make sure you're hydrated because there's no liquids allowed in the courthouse. We will use drunk driving as an example. With 5,531 cases just last year, Idaho is 19th in the nation for DUIs, according to the National Highway Traffic Administration. So drink some water and let's get into it. Drunk driving in the courts is called a DUI, which is short for driving under the influence. This counts for any kind of drug, but it's most commonly associated with alcohol. Law enforcement look for a few key indicators that someone might be driving intoxicated, like weaving and swerving, crossing lines, stopping for no reason, taking too long at stop signs, or turning too wide. Driving like that is enough probable cause to be pulled over. At some point, they'll ask the driver to take a blood alcohol content measurement, commonly known as a BAC. If refused, there will be a $250 fine and a year-long driver's license suspension. Pretty hefty, but favorable when compared to the felony punishments for the crime. So, the level of intoxication shown by the BAC sets the stage for which process the case will go through in the court system. There are two main domains in the court system, civil and criminal. Drunk driving cases aren't in the civil court. That's reserved for smaller crimes like parking tickets, evictions, weed violations, things like that. Drunk driving is handled in the criminal courts and it has two paths, felony and misdemeanor. The legal blood alcohol limit is 0.08 for anyone over 21 for minors, it's 0.02. Side note, even though it's illegal for minors to drink at all, they're allowed to participate in religious ceremonies, such as communion, which is why that distinction is there in the first place. Back to adults. 0.08 is the legal limit. Anything over that is considered a misdemeanor until you blow a 0.2 percent, which means the offender has two parts alcohol to every 1,000 parts blood in their system. Let's imagine a person doesn't commit a felony and that they're facing just a misdemeanor charge. They will be arrested and held for no more than three days while the state decides what they're going to do. They can either decide to file charges or let the person go, which doesn't happen. Charges are reviewed by an attorney, and then everyone goes to court. This is called an arraignment. Here, the person appears in front of a judge to hear their charges and make an official plea of guilty or not guilty. After this is probably the least glamorous part of the court process, the pretrial conference. The defendant and the prosecutor, which is court speak for the state's lawyer, will sit down and try to figure out a deal everyone agrees on, usually called a plea bargain. This phase of the process happens in hopes of keeping a case from going back to court, mainly because it saves everyone time and money. If a deal can't be reached, everyone goes back to court for trial, both sides make their case in front of a judge, and either the judge or a jury will decide if the person is guilty or not. But it's not over yet there's one more step, the sentencing. Contrary to movies and TV shows, sentencing and trial are two completely different events. Usually they don't even happen on the same day. At sentencing, everyone shows up to court, again, and the judge hears from the lawyers, the victims, if there are any, and the offender before making a decision. After that, a sentence is handed down. Misdemeanor cases usually have lighter sentences when compared to felonies, because the crime is less severe. It's usually in the form of fines, probation, which is court speak for supervision, community service, rehabilitation, or restitution, which is another fancy court word for saying payback. First time offenders for DUI usually get lighter punishments than repeat offenders. Here's the pecking order. A first time offense, the guilty person gets a misdemeanor charge up to six months in jail, up to $1,000 in fines, and a driver's license suspension of up to 180 days. A second offense that happens within 10 years of the first one will get the guilty party a misdemeanor charge, up to one year in jail, 10 days of which have to be served in actual jail, up to a $2,000 fine a suspended license upon release, which can last up to five years, and an ignition lock on the vehicle. Ignition locks are sometimes called interlocks, and they require a person to blow into a blood alcohol content device before being allowed to start the vehicle. A third misdemeanor charge is automatically considered a felony, even if it's below the .02% threshold, and we'll cover that charge in a little bit. So let's say this hypothetical situation is a felony. Felonies are much longer and more involved from the court's perspective, but it starts the same way as a misdemeanor. An arrest happens and the state decides what charges to bring against the offender, also called the defendant. Then things take a turn. First impressions are everything, even in court. The initial appearance in a felony case will determine how the rest of the court process is going to go. From here, there's a short way and a long way. The long way is the preliminary hearing, where everyone goes to court and talks about if there's enough evidence to continue through the court process. And there basically always is because of the high BAC reading. Sometimes cases won't have a preliminary hearing. Instead, they'll go in front of a grand jury And a grand jury is a secret jury. No public records come from these meetings for obvious reasons. If the grand jury thinks there's enough evidence to proceed, they issue an indictment, which is court speak, for a serious charge. The short way looks almost identical to how misdemeanor cases go. The defendant can tell the court in the initial appearance that they think there's enough evidence to continue the case, and everyone might as well just save some time and go to court again for arraignment. Arraignment, in case you forgot, is where everyone goes to court and the charges against the defendant are read. Then it's the pretrial conference where everyone tries to make a deal with each other, then trial, if they can't figure out a deal. And then there's sentencing, which is the part of the court we see on TV all the time. Felony cases have an optional extra step after sentencing. They can choose to appeal. Appealing is court speak for reversal. In an appeal, the person who is now guilty can ask a more powerful court to see their case in order to correct some legal errors. Because why would you appeal unless you thought something was wrong with the outcome of the case? Appellate courts don't hear the evidence or details of the crime but they go off of previous court cases on the same topic, which is called precedence. This is essentially looking at the spirit of the rule. Anyone can appeal as many times as they want, but the court won't look at the case unless they think it's actually worth their time. Or to put it another way, if it's original content, they'll be into it. But if it's just a remix of something they've already seen before, don't even bother. Outcomes in a felony case are usually more severe than in misdemeanor ones. But DUI punishments kind of overlap with each other, as far as the severity of the sentencing. Remember the misdemeanor punishments? Interestingly enough, charges for a first-time felony offense are the same as a second-time misdemeanor offense, which are 10 days to a year in jail, a $2,000 fine, an interlock system, and a driver's license suspension. And of course, a misdemeanor charge, even though it's a felony offense. But things get real if there are two DUI felonies within the span of 10 years. A second offense gets a felony violation on the guilty party's record. 30 days in jail, and up to five years in state prison sometimes, fines up to $5,000, an interlock system, and up to five years of driver's license suspension upon release. This also applies for the third misdemeanor case within 10 years as well. If there are more than two felony drunk driving incidents within the same 10 years, it's considered aggravated DUI, which essentially magnifies all of the other charges, if there are any, brought against the offender. Thanks for hanging in there. Here's some highlights from what we just talked about. The court process is a long one, but it's less long if you're dealing with a minor issue, a misdemeanor. If you have enough minor issues, it becomes a big issue, a felony. The process for felonies have extra steps that the offender can usually decide to skip if they think it's not necessary. Felony cases can also be appealed after sentencing. DUIs are a crime against society. All deaths caused by drunk drivers are avoidable ones. Live with decency. Don't drink if you're too young. And don't forget to leave your water bottle in the car if you're going into court. I'm Anissa Keith with The Daily Bee. Have a good one.